Welcome back, everyone, to the Debate Without Debate podcast. It's been a hot minute, and we apologize, but both Joey and I had the flu last month, which put us back considerably in terms of content. But it's a new year. It's our second year of podcasting, which feels great to say. And it also means that we have a ton of great new episodes coming up. This week, Everett Smith, my roommate, was backed by popular demand, and he came on to talk about a new venture that he's been working on called Sea Change, which is a social platform for social change. It's a great idea. He talks about how the idea started originally, thinking about starting an app, pivoting away from starting an app, all the process of building something to really change the way that we act, changing incentives. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to go check them out. See Change on Instagram, and you can follow Everett and the whole team there from that page. Hope you enjoy this episode, and we can't wait for you to hear all the amazing conversations we have this year. Ev, welcome back to the podcast, to another conversation back by popular demand. Yes. Since we last spoke few months ago it was a minute it was a minute ago. i feel like we're very different people now but grown since then since then failed you have started a really cool project yes and you've been working on this project for a while i remember in fact when we first spoke that you were already thinking of this idea or at least it was in his in its genesis phase yes when was that like mm, june may it's been it's March. been like pretty much a year yeah um which it's is crazy like 10 months we've yeah. been working on this yeah and so for those who don't already know what this project is because some people do could you give them the pitch what what is this project you're working on what is its name where did it come from mm-hmm. give us all the all the fun stuff all right well, listeners of Debate Without Debate, <laughs> we're talking about Sea Change, which has been blowing up on the Georgetown campus. It's been out like a, a week at the time of recording this soft pre-launch was about a week ago, but is, we've been working on it for around 10 months. And in a nutshell, Sea Change is a platform where you, the student, and other young people get rewarded for doing good. So... Every time that you vote, every time that you eat a vegan or vegetarian meal or ride the metro instead of taking a car, donate blood, all these kinds of social impact type actions, every time you complete that, you can post it to your social media, to your Instagram story, tag us, and we will reward you with points. We call them sparks. And then you get to redeem those sparks for a lot of cool stuff. Mm. A lot of cool rewards. What are, what do those rewards look like? Uh, Entice the people. Tell them what's yeah, good, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Tell them what's no, good. No, it's been super exciting. We've gotten a lot of energy behind the scenes going for this. You can redeem it for coupons to sustainable or fair trade businesses. You can redeem it for a phone call with a youth mentor in social impact. So someone who's really experienced in activism or entrepreneurship or a particular skill area, you're actually one of our mentors. By on the way. low, yo, they on ain't the supposed low. to know that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. No, but but All if right. you if you listen, if if, you. if you do want me to mentor you, yeah. like redeem those points. I'm exactly. here. I'm waiting. I I'm ready for that. So all of your experience in podcasting kind of qualifies you to help out younger people, other students who want to get into the podcasting game, mm. and that's a lot of what the platform is about. Is incentivizing good behavior, 
helping people establish sustainable fair trade habits that they want to establish and then allow them to build that momentum. So we're not the first people to do social impact, right? Our You won't be the last either. We won't be the last, yeah. right? But <laughs> what we're here to do is accelerate the work that is already going on. As opposed to starting a new brand, we're kind of this middleman, this marketplace, this accelerator for social impact mm. in terms of empowering students to grow in social impact, to learn, to access resources, to build really good habits. I think everybody wants to get involved in social impact and be sustainable and help social justice. But we felt like there was kind of a barrier. People didn't have the support to do that. Mm. People didn't really know where to start. And we felt like that's where we could hop in and help people out. So take me through the process of, of starting this idea. I think a lot of people would be fascinated to hear, first of all, who you're working with, how that idea developed. Could you talk a little bit about that Genesis story? Where did Sea Change begin? So... It was last spring, and I got a phone call from Ben. Ben And Ben is? Ben of the Head Scratcher podcast. Ben Laufer. Yep. Our mutual friend. Yep. Who, who we all met at the same time through podcasting. Really crazy story. We'll have to tell it sometime. And, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, f I forget what his initial pitch to me, but it was like, we're going to make a social network for social impact. Right, We have Instagram for photos, LinkedIn for professional development, Facebook. I don't know what people use Facebook for anymore. It's for, it's for older people. Twitter for hot takes, right? Word. We don't have a space to do social impact. Mm. And that's something that I think people are like hungry for. They want to express that part of their identity. And then over the next 10 months, we played around with that idea, collaborated a lot, built out a team, um, and sh and shaped it into this place where we decided building an app wasn't the most effective way we could accelerate social impact mm -hmm. and we condensed the idea down to how do we how do we improve the social impact that is already happening how do we provide value in a way that other people aren't already providing value and how do we do that in a way that's practical for the resources that we have right now mm. so like minimum viable product is a huge buzzword in the entrepreneurial space. Could you discuss it a little Espe bit? Right, especially here. Uh, and we got to participate in some really cool incubator programs this fall for Sea Change, which mm -hmm. was exciting through Georgetown. Minimum viable product is basically the idea that you can try and create this really complicated solution to your problem and spend a lot of time and a lot of money making the perfect complicated solution and then you roll it out on day one and it explodes mm. and you've wasted all that time and effort because one small thing didn't work or you found out that the problem you were solving wasn't a problem that needed to be solved right now or wasn't good to be solved in the way you were trying to do it or the people you're trying to serve don't actually want your product so minimum viable product turns that process on its head and it says instead of trying to build that was pretty loud we take it yeah here. we apologize there's a background noise but it's all good hit we'll it let's take it back um minimum viable product turns that on its head and it says instead of building a really complicated solution 
what you do is you figure out the problem that you want to address and the people you want to serve and you make the smallest simplest way you you make the smallest simplest tool to start addressing that problem yeah and start interacting with that group of people and start providing that value and so that's what we went to now see changes run entirely through instagram mm -hmm. which is awesome because it saves us a ton of money and it's where young people are yeah. it's where young people are engaging in social impact uh, w instead of putting the work on them to come and find us it was really important that we make it about serving the young activist and the young entrepreneur and the young person interested in social impact and that meant going to where they are and starting to solve their problems as quickly as possible as simply as possible mm. So we decided to not develop an app, which saved us a year and probably like a lot of money. tens of thousands of dollars yeah. that we didn't have to spend, which was awesome because when you're an entrepreneur, you have no money. <laughs> especially when you're a broke college student. Especially, yeah, we're also like going to college, right? Well, so, I actually yeah. want to talk a little bit about that yeah. because that's been, I think, a, a unique challenge. I mean... In, in theory, this is also like a, a business, quote unquote. We don't make money from it. We've talked the about podcast. that. We've talked about you why. Will. Eventually. You but, will. but not now. You'll sell out eventually. Nah, uh, not sell out. Not sell now. out. Yeah. But well, we've decided to not monetize anything on this platform. Yeah. We're giving everything free to y'all. So because it's free, we, we really encourage you to to follow us on our socials, to to rate, review, subscribe, all that all that jazz, because that's what helps us grow. But it's very hard to balance those things. It's hard to balance a heavy academic load, mm -hmm. which Georgetown requires and many other universities around the world or high schools or middle schools, whatever you're doing requires work. Um, how do you balance those things? How do you, because I know you've been, you've been working on this for a long time. Yeah. How do you balance that and how do you keep that connection strong, especially since you're, you're, co-founder and yep. people that are on your team aren't directly with you no we have to organize everything remotely mm. i've seen ben exactly once in person ever for ever for like we did a week-long brainstorming session in august i remember to that. figure out like we for for a week we just locked ourselves in a room and we thought about sea change and we were like how do we make this work which was a ton of fun and then we later scrapped a lot of that because but that's part of the process that's the right? process right that you're constantly getting rid of what doesn't work and reinvent and reinventing yeah readapting to what is better easier simpler provides a better product um but yeah balancing it with a school life because I think that's one of the biggest challenges for students, right, mm -hmm. is we have a full-time job Yeah, being a student. And it's so hard to find the time. We've talked about it a little bit. I think for me, it was two things that helped me cope with that. One is focus. Mm. So you don't have a lot of time. You need to make sure that the time you have is spent on the things that matter. So for my podcast... I probably spent, this is like before I got into entrepreneurship, I must spent hours designing a logo. Yeah. I spent hours designing business cards and designing stickers. You right? inspired us to create ours. Right? <laughs> right? Which is awesome. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. But I didn't do that for Sea Change because at, for Sea Change, that's not the stuff that mattered. Right? 
you you have so little time you need to put it where it matters and i think uh, the second thing is is building off of that is controlling fear and controlling anxiety and controlling worry because what anxiety is is it's focusing on things that don't matter mm. right ben and i could spend literal hours working over emails that we sent to brands and businesses and trying to figure out what exactly is the best wording for this email but we honestly don't know right a lot of the times in entrepreneurship i think you try and solve problems before you have enough information to come up with a good solution and i think doing that just wastes time definitely so you just come up with something that you think should work and then try it and if it doesn't work figure out why it doesn't work and fix it but then because you're taking action first, then you'll have the right information to save yourself time. And your eye will be drawn to, all right, this is exactly why this didn't work. And then you can focus on fixing exactly those things as opposed to worrying about how, how what you're doing will go over, what people will think, how it will work before it's time to worry about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, more than just for entrepreneurship. That's almost a, two life lessons in a nutshell, yeah. because we do really get caught up in what other people think and, and trying to fix ourselves when there's nothing necessary to fix or mm -hmm. thinking about what people will think. Um, I think that iterative process going through and you know, I, I do remember when y'all were talking about like, we got to create this app. Yeah. And all it's been so amazing to see and I have to give you a lot of props you and Ben. Ben, I'm sure you're listening. Yes. Um and thank you for the listen and thank you for creating this amazing platform. Ben, you're the best. <laughs> ben, I love you. You're the that's, best partner that's I could some, ask for. That's some that's some straight co-founder yeah. love right there. Um but I've seen this thing firsthand like from the second y'all started talking yeah. about it. I was in that conversation. Yeah. Um, and to see it come to where it is now to be launching January 28th. launching January 28th, Tuesday, January 28th. Exactly. So by this time that yeah. you are listening to this, it is out already, and you can yes. see it, and you can see all the amazing work that they've put into it. It is so exciting. And there's so much that they haven't seen yet, Yeah. right? And, and that's the amazing part. So let's let's dive into that. Like, what is your, what is your vision for this platform? Oh, my gosh. Um, the vision for the platform is... But uh, I'll tell you, when I was doing social like impact organizing in Providence, we were trying to do voter registrations, we were doing fundraising, we were trying to like feed the homeless. I didn't have a community that I could go to and ask, like, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. I didn't have a place I could go and figure out, all right, this is the way I can do social impact today, this week, this weekend, right? I think the goal for Sea Change is to become this place where everyone who's interested in social impact is able to go and it's easy and it's accessible and they can say, you know what, this weekend, I know what I can do to make the world a better place mm. and to feel good about it when you do it, right? I think so often we make these sacrifices and we do work for social impact and it's so hard to see the results it's so hard to feel rewarded in the moment and you kind of know that what you're doing is a good thing but it doesn't quite hit and the goal for sea change is 
no good deed should go unrewarded. Mm. And I think the power of establishing the right incentives and getting the right people together and giving people the resources and the encouragement to go grow in their social impact, I think it's, it's none of my business to say where that ends up. Mm. That's kind of up to the people. But the opportunity is endless, right? What is it about incentivizing positive actions that makes you so attracted to this idea? Because in my mind, I, I've read some psych studies. I mean, mm-hmm. This is a little bit of pushback to, yeah. to what you're doing. That mm-hmm. say that when you start to incentivize actions that people are already doing, they in fact, for, so for example, uh, one study that I read um, basically talks about providing money for reading books to mm-hmm. little children who already have a pre-existing disposition towards liking to read. When you give them that money incentive, it distorts the entire thing. It's no longer because I want to, it's because someone will give me something. So what makes you so confident that that is a positive model and it's not just going to distort volunteerism, quote unquote, or positive positive action, social good? What What is your response to that pushback? No, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. That's something we've been thinking about a lot over the past 10 months is how do we ensure that we don't distort a field that's already doing a lot of good. Mm. And there are a couple of there are a couple of points that we've come across to address that. One is the nature of the reward, right? So see change, I'm sorry, we're not paying you cash, <laughs> right? Like it'd be kind of sweet if we were, but that, that's not really what it's about. That also doesn't seem like a viable business model. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? What it's about, what the rewards are about is once you get your foot in the door with social impact, once you make that choice that this is something you want to be a part of, How do we make it as easy as possible for you to grow in social impact? How do we continuously feed new opportunities to become a better person to do more good? Mm. So all of the rewards are centered around that idea of growing in your personal social impact. So it's, it's stuff like coupons to sustainable businesses, right? Connecting with a youth mentor in social impact. One of the rewards is actually, we didn't touch on it earlier, but receiving credits to donate to charity. And you can see, all right, this month I I fed X many children for an entire day. I saved X many people for a year from malaria. I preserved 20,000 square feet of rainforest, right? All of these things are about deepening what you're already doing. So I don't think it's quite like paying a child for reading a book. I think it's it's more akin to if a child reads a book and they like it and they choose that this is something that they're interested in, once they're finished, give them another book. That's exactly what I was going to say right? when you were talking about that. Ex- it's social impact on social impact. Your exactly. rewards are also in that vein. It's an up it's an up spiraling. And I think I think people are rewarded all of the time for doing bad things. Like? Right? Like cheating. How would one be rewarded in that case? If you cheat, you get a better grade if they don't catch you. In theory, yeah. Right? (laughs) Which is, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Not endorsed. But that's that's cheating the system and you get a reward, right? Like if people externalize their economic output in terms of producing pollution, they're not paying for it, but they're getting rewarded in short-term profit 
I think there are so many structures in society that incentivize bad behavior. It's on us to establish structures that make it easier and easier to do the right thing, hmm. that reward you for doing the right thing. I think there, there are a lot of ways to reward. One of which is just like being able to track it. And you know, this is how much I've contributed to social impact in these ways. Because we forget very We frequently. forget. Yeah. And you should remember because you did do that. Mm. And you deserve to feel proud of that. And hopefully that will incentivize you to grow in that and to do more. It's interesting that you mention that, especially in this political climate. Um, I remember when we were lucky enough to have, I think it was 12 presidential candidates yeah. here at Georgetown for a climate forum. And a lot of the discussion was about changing incentives, mm -hmm. changing how the market looks at fossil fuels, um, looks at things that are damaging to our environment because they are economically feasible mm -hmm. and they are the norm. Fundamentally, what you are doing here is trying to change the norm. Mm -hmm. What makes you so passionate to, to change these things. Like, you're, you're innately a passionate guy. Yeah. Where does that come from, and how can other people tap into that? Um, I know that we could be doing better. Hmm. Right? I look around at people, and uh, that's, not, like, that's not a super deep thing, right? I think that's kind of obvious. I think that's... C I, th I would imagine that's kind of obvious to everybody, right? Look at... Look at whoever inspires you. Look at who you who you feel is an empowered individual, who you feel is is someone admirable, right, that you admire. And you're like, why like why can't you do what they do? So who inspires you? Who inspires me? Greta Greta, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg? <laughs> yeah. Really? She just did you we we did a post uh on her for sea change. Do you mm. ever know like she just Stopped going to school. Yeah, she doesn't go to school at all. And just stood outside, what is it, Swedish Parliament? Yeah. Right? It's Swedish Parliament. Yeah. And she just stood there alone. Fridays for Future. Yeah. Matter of fact, we've had one of their national organizers yeah. on this podcast. You can listen it's to that It's a great too. episode. You should check that out. Thank you. <laughs> um, but she just, like, made a choice. Yeah. And admittedly, she had, like, some privileges that allowed her to exercise that. And I was born with a lot of privileges, right? For what I'm at Georgetown. For one, right? That's a massive privilege. I have all these resources. You look like John Mulaney. That's a massive right? privilege. That's a massive <laughs> <laughs> I He's showed my Spanish teacher today a picture of you what? because we were talking about stand-up comedy. <laughs> and and he goes, you're kidding. He literally looks like John Mulaney. No. By the way, anyone who's watching, I'm going to uh, insert a pop-up of uh, John Mulaney to I'm compare. Blushing. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm so blushing. Anyway, sorry, sorry to get off topic. Yeah, is John no Mulaney one of your uh, one of your inspirations? Oh, for sure. Like fashion he's inspiration? Hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He's, so, he's always so well-dressed. The it's little true. tie and slim-fitting suits. People love him. He's really good. He's adorable, you know. That's facts. That's facts. He is adorable. Like, anyway, so pure. back to Greta Thunberg. Greta, yeah, Greta Thunberg stops going to class. She stops going to class. And she just shows up alone. And I can't. Dude, she created a whole movement. I like, know, she has millions of people behind her now. <laughs> within a year of showing up alone outside of Swedish parliament, she was speaking before the United Nations. That's crazy. That breaks my mind. Are right. you going to stop going to class? Is this your way of saying... This, is, <laughs> this, is, this might just be Everett's way of saying... Well, okay, uh, Mom, you know what? I, I'm sorry if you're I do wanna, to I do want to ask that question, yeah. though. And this is a hard question to wrestle with. 
by being here, by studying, by being at school, are you not in some capacity feeding the system of ne- of social negatives? Like, could you be out there right now being that actor on social good, being the next Greta Thunberg? Yeah, you know, I like, absolutely. Well, you know, if people like what I'm doing, if people choose to support me, that's kind of outside of my ability to influence sure right that's kind of not up to me um but potentially if i was super lucky and people believe in what we're doing and from what i can tell they do believe in what we're doing and they are very excited like we're on 45 plus college campuses wow across across the world mind y'all this has been a week yeah we've been (laughs) they launched a week ago we've been out for a week and we connected with something like over 20,000 incredible young people that's incredible dude. in over 45 college campuses worldwide so i think this thing could seriously go places yeah. and i we aim on making it go places and taking this as far as it goes i've talked to ben and we're kind of in agreement why well, I, I shouldn't speak for him but <laughs> hopefully this this goes well enough that I have to take time off from school. See, I'm in the same it. mindset with my own right. with Hopefully. my own Yeah, like and maybe this is my obsession with the idea of like taking a gap year. It's it's something I, I've posted I on Instagram about. Year. Yeah, I, I oh. didn't either. But I kind of wish I did. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But then again, like a lot of the reason behind it was I don't feel like an adult yet. And anyone out there who's around my age, if you do feel like an adult, can you teach me? Like, <laughs> I, I really, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah, to, but I'm trying to make it up as I go. And th- and what I came to, yeah. I don't need a gap year to do the things I want to. And that's Ooh, that's what you're that's okay. what you're embodying right now, is it not? Yeah. You don't need, and for for anyone who's listening, you don't need time off to do what you are passionate about. You don't have to make it into a job. If you have a hobby, that's perfectly fine, and you you enjoy that. I'm trying new hobbies myself right now. But I think there's this obsession with the idea that, well, the right time, right place. If only I had the that? time. If only I had... Well, right, yeah. for you, right? Yeah. If only I had the time to connect people in a social network for social good. If only I wasn't going to school. Oh, if only I didn't have extracurriculars. If only I didn't have chores. That's such an excuse. I mean, it's not. it's not necessarily an excuse... It's real, but if you enjoy something and you want to see something happen, my main recommendation is always just don't think about it. Try and do it. If you fail, it's totally okay. I've failed at so many things in the last six months. Genuinely failed, just like, and it, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you experienced that too, right? You you probably came up with ideas for sea change. <laughs> And I'd love if you could give one of those ideas. Ideas? Oh my, I think I might have blocked them out of my. <laughs> I think I might have been so s- sad about them. I just, but I've certainly like launched more startup esque ideas. Yeah. That have blown up in the first week, than ones that seem successful, right? Which is like this one, mm. maybe the podcast. Yeah. Right. Like, people listened to that, it was, it, which is season two of Young Democracy is coming out, by the way. This man, season this is a busy man. Season Listen, two of folks, Young Democracy, yeah. He's doing a lot of stuff. If you're, not awesome. checking out, if you're not checking out his stuff, you're, you're truly missing it's, out. Yeah, it's so fun. No, but I guess I hear what you're saying, 
people have commitments. Yeah. People have serious commitments to family, to friends, to academics. A lot of people have to work at jobs to support themselves. A lot of people have to work at jobs to support their families. Yeah. Those commitments are real and they are a serious challenge. But I think you kind of have to ask yourself, like, do you really not have time? In which case, understood, right? Whatever you can contribute to your goals, contribute it. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day of sending an email to someone you admire. Think about how much that adds up, right. even in a year. Even in a year. Maybe it's literally 10 minutes a day sending a DM to someone you admire, asking to get on a phone call. You can do that waiting for class. You can do that on the bus to wherever you're going. I think so often in my life, I have told myself I don't have time because I was just afraid. I was so afraid of trying. And I don't understand that. Like, I don't get what I'm I think what it's I'm how our society of. works. Like, I, I was in the same place. Even when, when I went back home for break, for winter break, I was so stuck in my own head. I didn't want to do anything. I was so yeah. afraid to try anything. I, you know, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Podcasting. Ah, I don't have time. No. You know, oh, I want to try like comedy, for example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Or like, oh, I want to write a book. No, I don't have time for that. And then I sat down and after yelling from my parents and my brother, right. which thank you for that, because I, I always appreciate that once in a while. <laughs> um, I was like, you know what? It's about where I place my time, right? We all have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. I subscribe to the idea that if you can get somewhat organized, not to a meticulous extent because that kills the entire process, mm. but to a point where you, you kind of get into a groove of like, I have a genuine routine. I get my work done at this time. I my side hustle, my hobby, I'll do at this time. If you can get into a routine like that, I think it opens up a whole different avenue. Mm -hmm. And like, we're both sitting here working in that capacity. Like it's yeah. not, and it's not perfect. And you're like, we took a very long break from this podcast. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that happens and, and like, right. Is it right? And you just get back. You just keep going because like you keep producing. Exactly. Who cares? No, you're right. Right. You're right. Like, we don't know how things will turn out. Yeah. Right. This episode could be the episode that like blows up and you get a that's million listens. That's something that always never freaks know. with my head because it's I'm not gonna lie, it is sometimes hard. Yeah. Because the the base is growing. The, our grassroots yeah. movement with, with the DWD yeah. podcast is growing. And we're trying to end polarization through conversation. And as much as it's growing, it's a slow process, but mm. I've been I've been listening to way too much Gary Vee lately. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I he's really hope I don't guy. start talking like him because yeah. he's, he's so inflammatory, and yeah. I'm not about that. But one thing he talks about a lot that he's I so that I really like is um, you got to play the long game. And my parents told me this too. It's really weird how Gary Vee is so he's so Russian. Like every Russian grandpa says the same thing he does. He just figured out a way to put it to an American audience. Anyway, I could you go on relate a late from the Russian. Yeah, I do. It's the Soviet, like, I mean, he's yeah. not really Russian. He's from Belarus, but like the Soviet. Uh, yeah, but yeah. But it's former Soviet Republic. Yeah. They're, they're all yeah. kind of meshed up. I'm sorry. You got um, a history. But you got a history together. He, he talks about like, I 
I don't do like I don't do sprints. Like I I'm not in a 500 uh, sorry, like a 50 meter yeah. 50 meter race, 100 meter race. I'm not in that. I'm playing a marathon. Like I am running the marathon and I'm just in my first mile. And I me, I'm in like my first few steps. I have a long we both yeah. hopefully knock on wood. There's wood uh. right here. I have a long life to live and a lot of things to do and this is just one step in that process. But really long tangent. Bringing it back to UNC change. Yes. What are some things that you think you've learned about yourself in, in this process of starting a social enterprise kind of is really what it yeah, is. Social yeah. entrepreneurship. What have I learned about myself? Um, I have more time than I thought I did. And a bigger barrier than I realized was that fear. And I, you know, I still don't quite understand what I was afraid of, am still afraid of, but I know it's hesitation and anxiety and fear that holds me back from engaging in that. I didn't realize how much opportunity there was, right? If you're capable of speaking and telling a convincing story and presenting reasons behind what you say, and you're not afraid to walk up to people who are busy, and you're not afraid to tell that story to whoever is going to listen and keep telling that story, tell it to people who aren't going to listen, I think there are so many doors that you don't even realize are open. For real. The power of an email account and an Instagram account and a phone number is unbelievable. Talk about that. Like, What, what have you done? For example, you launched the page a week ago. Yeah, what have, what have you done to, to get, you know, 20,000 people to, to get traction? You're in yeah. 45 universities. What did you do? Yeah, over 45. Uh, well, one thing is we sent out an absurd amount of direct messages, like 4,000 hand-typed And how many of them responded? Messages. Oh, like 300. Dang. But... That's that's not a bad. It's not awful. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we it's like a like very a of, selective university type of acceptance. <laughs> yeah. <or anything>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I mean we had a team of three people: Ben, Juliet, and I. Bless them, they put in so much work. Right? They probably sent out more. They, I mean, I know they sent out more DMs than I did. My phone got corrupted. <laughs> On soft launch That was day. a terrible... Okay, but talk about that. Talk about that. So your, phone, terrifying. your phone dies. Yeah, like, no. Not even just dies. No. Like, it die dies. It exp- yeah. <laughs> it be- is, like, hacked or something. I take it to the Apple store, and they tell me it's just gone. And this is launch day. This is, yeah, this is the day before soft launch you day. You must have been freaking out. I mean, I yeah. know, because you were, you were right next to yeah, me. Yeah, I was, I was kind of tweaking. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because uh, I knew we were like, we have to send out 4,000 DMs, and we just lost a phone. Yeah. Um, what did you do to recover? How did you... What did you do to recover? I got a super old, old iPhone with a, bu- with a cracked screen that was perpetually stuck on the lowest brightness <laughs> setting, <laughs> and the screen flashed white like a lot of the time, and I was sending out DMs <laughs> through that. But it worked, like right? Week. It worked. Yeah, and I had a really good team, right? Like, I had co-founders that I could trust, right? And they were, like, self-motivating and knew what to do and knew how to get out there and knew how to hustle. And we sent out, like, 4,000 DMs in three days. Amazing. 
and we made we made it happen and we called on our entire network um we started selling cookies we started handing out flyers. i loved that i'm not gonna lie yeah <laughs> cookies for climate yeah we baked cookies in the dorm kitchens and sold them to georgetown students to raise money to help fund some of the initial nonprofit work on the on the platform and also people are just a lot more willing to take your flyer when you also sell them a cookie very true um which is also a learning experience so we did that yeah and then we've sent out like 200 200 plus direct messages to brands and businesses any responses from them oh yeah 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 can't i can't like talk about it here of course of course uh because we're still working that out but like a lot of great responses that's great way way more way more than maybe like i was expecting but i think it's a testament to this is actually something that has value and that people are really interested in and they want to be a part of so we're going to be offering a lot of really exciting discounts to sustainable fashion to fair trade products uh, a lot of really, really nice organic, fair trade, ethically made beauty stuff, skincare. Like, there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff on the platform in the next couple of weeks that we're just really busy getting through right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's all just sending direct messages. That's there's, all there's a lot of power in Sending that. emails, scheduling phone calls. The barrier like to entry has gone so far down. So low. It's 2020. It is 2020. 2020 man. Yo, 2020, 2020 vision, bro. <laughs> Cupid hit me. Cupid hit me with precision. <laughs> ah. Sorry, we've been listening to too much Tyler the Creator. That's um, bad. <laughs> he's, um, he's a great guy. Yeah, he is, he's, but he's, nah, he's I mean, there's something artist. to be said about that, right? 2020, yeah. whole new year. Whole new year. This whole is probably the first us, episode man. that's being released this year from DWD. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're so back exciting. at it. I want this to continue to go. I've loved this process so yeah. far. It's been so cool to watch. Thank you. We just keep. You just keep getting better. Now is the time, Mr. Everett. Yeah. Now is the time. Off. Can I plug? Can I plug? That's exactly what yeah! I want you to do. Plug okay. it. Give them, the, give them the pitch again if they if they give forgot. The tell, them, so, tell them what Sea Change is about, where to find it. Yeah. If you like doing good stuff and you like getting rewards for doing good stuff and you want to grow in social impact and social justice, uh, you should you should register for Sea Change. So follow at Sea Change on Instagram. Spell it for him because C can at, be spelled many ways. Yes. <laughs> at S E E C H A N G E. Did I spell that right? You did, sir. I am dyslexic, so that was touch and go. You did the right job. All bro. right. We did it. I am actually dyslexic. Um, That's true. <laughs> at C, so follow, no, follow at C Change. There's a link in the bio where you can register. So that means you'll be all set to start earning points. Uh, you can check out all the ways you can earn Sparks points uh, on the highlights of the platform. You can check out some of the material we have there. And then if you really want to get involved in social impact and you feel like this is an interesting project that you want to see grow and you want to become a part of, apply to become an impact organizer. Ooh. So I like yeah, the sound of these that. Are, these are limited positions. but Limited? Yeah. We can only, t we can only take a small cohort so they front. best be getting on this fast then. They yeah, impact organizers, uh, you will be plugged into the whole sustainable, eco-friendly, fair trade industry in your city. You will get the chance to, um, kind of be the point person for organizing social impact activities and promoting social impact in your 
community in your city and we're kind of here we're kind of here to supply you with the tools and the resources and the training and the structure um, to empower you to take this in a lot of interesting directions. So I think there's a lot of really great support, but there's also a lot of freedom in that role in terms of, you know, we're here to accelerate social impact and there's only so much we can do from halfway across the country. So bringing this to a local level and empowering local students and local young people to accelerate this process and to get really involved in social impact and to learn these skills and be part of this community is something I'm really excited about. This is the beginning of a grassroots movement, dude. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Yeah. I always love it just to be able to record time. these. I mean, we have these conversations regardless, yeah. but to get it for the future, for anyone who's listening, even if you're 10 years from now, um, while you're at it, definitely check out Sea Change. While you're at it, make sure to check out our socials on Instagram, the DWD Podcast, Facebook, anywhere else, the Debate Without Debate Podcast. We are posting exclusive content on there, and it's really valuable. A lot of people have been liking it. If you want videos, they're on there too. If you want videos on YouTube, just let us know, and we'll put it up there. Anyway, this is the Debate Without Debate Podcast signing off for the first time in 2020. Love y'all. We out. Peace.